We were not brought here on slave ships. That's not economically sound. This what do you mean? Sense. Uh, so when Christopher Columbus got here, one of the, well, Christopher Columbus got to the Caribbean, uh, according to a primary source, right. they basically said the first thing he did was take slaves. He didn't bring slaves. He took slaves from the island. He captured people. So when you have colonization, you got to remember, the United States was only built 13 colonies at first, right? You think this whole land was empty? No, there were natives here. Right. But today we're taught that natives are some other people. Welcome to Real Black Content Forum Podcast. This is Big VJ checking in. Today's conversation, we're going to talk a little bit about some history, right? We are going to take a pivot from having conversations about relationship. And we're going to go back to history, right? Because this platform of Real Black Content Forum Podcast, it's based off the comments. Right. The comments is the engine and the fuel to the machine. Right. So it's depending on what you guys talk about, you know, because I always say, like, you know, this platform is not it's not it's not my platform because I don't make up any original content. I don't uh, base anything off an original thought. We make videos based on what conversations get the most comments. Right. So when we talk about relationships, we may get the views but the comments is not there we only may get five or six comments on a relationship video that may get 700 to a thousand views and then on the other hand we may have a conversation about history right and when we're talking about history you know we may only get three to five hundred views when we talk about history but you look down it's like yo you get 60 to 70 comments like everybody, <laughs> everybody chimes in, like everybody participates. Right. And we appreciate it because that's the this, you know, decides what direction that we go. Right. So when we talking about history, typically here on Real Black Contents Forum podcast, you know, um, we talk about everything and we self-identify as the American Negro. Right. Black American. We don't use the term African-American much. Because we truly understand that the American Negro is a hybrid, right? We are a hybrid people and we are mixed with a lot of different peoples that spread it across a lot of different continents from the planet Earth. That is a reality. We are a new people, right? But a lot people don't like to hear that, you know. So we're going to have a conversation today about the Indians of California. We're going to talk a little bit about their description and... Um, uh, this piece we're going to speak on today is by James Rawls, right? It's going to be James Rawls. And we're not going to take too much of your time. We're going to go directly to the page that we're going to have a conversation about, right? So, uh, again, the name of the book is Innings of California. And, of course, you know, we're going to have it in the description bar. You can always click on it and go to the, the direct source, right? We're going to pick up on page 196. And it says, perhaps the most conspicuous feature in the appearance of the California tribes was the color of their skin. Let's stop. First sentence, right? What does conspicuous mean? What does conspicuous mean? The first time I think I ever heard that word, it was big. You know, Biggie, uh, Peace Be Upon Him, a Brooklyn MC. That was one of the lyrics, right? But uh, let's take a look and see what the, before we go any further, let's take a look and see what the definition of conspicuous is. 
It means standing out so as to be clearly visible. Conspicuous. Standing out so as to be clearly visible. Conspicuous. Attracting notice or attention. So let's back up. When we go into the second paragraph on page 196 and we're talking about the California Indians, the first thing that the writer identifies is that the California tribes was different in the appearance because why? Their skin color was different than the rest of the Indians that they came across in North America. Right? Let's continue though. Rather than the tawny red color usually associated with the North American Indians, the Californians were described as dark brown or what? Black. How do you say it in Spanish? Negro. They were described as dark brown or Negro. Their color was such a salient feature that it bound together with other associations of primitiveness, dirtiness, and ugliness in the white's mind. So, Immediately when they came in contact with these California Indians, when they seen the skin color of them, there was dark brown and Negro. There was black. The racism, the racist ideology that came out of Europe kicked in. Say, okay, these guys are dirty. They're primitive. They're ugly. They right off the back. Right off the back. This is how they looked at them. Right. This is that. That caveman spirit, when the devil seen him, this is what kicked in, right? Their color was such a salient feature that it bound together the other associations of primitiveness, dirtiness, and ugliness in the white's mind. One 49er, for example, in the midst of his account of the inferior intelligence and animal-like nature of the California Indians, commented the term redskin, quote-unquote, was most inappropriate for them saying quote their true color is close to a chocolate brown unquote let's back up a little bit on that now since they seen you the devil looking at california indians and they see they dark brown and they black which in spanish they say negro they say yo these guys are savage like they don't even know you ain't hung around you ain't learn your customs ain't learn your courtesies you're a savage right out the gate. Now you know what? I can't even call you Redskin no more. We used to have a, like a little slur for you guys when we come in contact with you, but you guys look different. We can't call you Redskin. Why? You're too black to be called Redskin. You guys like chocolate brown. It never be their skin color inspired comparisons of the California tribes to who? To the Spanish? No. To the Arabs? No. Not the Arabs. To my Turkish brothers, no, they didn't like the Turkish brothers. To our Mongolian brothers, no, no, they didn't look like the uh, Mongolian brothers. The writer said that the tribe's comparison with their skin color was with that who we call Negroes. Who is a Negro? What do their skin color look like? <laughs> look, yo, I. I say this before, you know, I grew up at a time, you know, I was fortunate to be in the same room with, um, you know, with my pops and my granddad and my great grandfather. We all had the ability to sit in the same room together. And uh, my great grandfather, he controlled the television. Right. 
you know, back in the day, we had box TVs. They don't have TVs like you do now. We had box TVs, right? It wasn't this fancy, you know, uh, television through Comcast that you can go back and forth and all this old kind of jazz. The youngest person in the room, right, was the remote control. So I, that was my position, you know, I'm around my pops, my great granddad, my granddad. And my position was to be the remote control. When they needed that, you know, when they needed the channel to go to the next spot, I had to get up and turn it. They watched Bonanza and Gunsmoke and Lone Ranger and all of these Western style movies and cowboys and Indians. And I can guarantee you this. Not one single time did I see an Indian on that idiot box, right, that looked it like a Negro. They had the same skin tone as a Negro. I just never seen it. Just never happened. Have you seen it? What happened to these California Indians? What happened to the ones that, that was black like Negroes? Like what happened? Did they just jump up and disappear? Like what happened? Their complexion is dark mahogany. Theodore Johnson noted in 1850... Or often nearly black, their faces round or square, with features approximately near to the African than the Indian. Do I need to back that up again? Theodore Johnson noted this and when? Not 1550, not 1450, not 1650, not 1750, 1850. 1850. The Civil War happened in what 1866? This wasn't like that 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 long ago. This is California. This is what the Indians and in, they looked at like Africans. In 1850, this is recorded. This is wrote down. 1850. Yo, these dudes look like African. They look more like Africans than Indians. Let's stop. Now, let's have a different conversation, right? The difference between my channel and these brothers like Aboriginal is this. Um, I had a conversation before and I talked about, I think the guy is Caramel, something like that, right? I call him Miho for short. It's easy for me to, there's no, nothing disrespectful. It's just Miho because it's easy for me to remember. And then you got a lot of these uh, people with these Aboriginal channels, right? And they talk as if that the Negro Indian was the only one here, but that's not so. The red man was here like we was here and we always shared this territory. Now, on Real Black Content's Forum Podcast, from day one, not day two, not day three, not day four. From day one, we always identified the Negro indigenous, black indigenous, the black American that lived in Central America, South America, and the islands prior to Columbus. Right? And then when we come to North America, we identified that there was the Negro Indian in California. And then we say Florida. And then we touched on some sources about uh, who they was called Moors on the Northeast Coast. And then we talk about the Carolinas as well. Right. In the future, we're going to talk about Texas. Right? We're going to talk about a Moorish population in Texas. Right. I'm going to bring the source out for that. But dig this, though. We're not so consumed with information that we're going to blot out stuff that's just right in front of our face. The African slave trade happened. That's the difference between this channel and these these Aboriginal guys running around and they try to make it look like, yo, 
No, no, no. It, it, that's not so. The African slave trade did happen. They did bring our brothers and sisters from the motherland, from Africa, to the Americas. Now, what we disagree on this platform is the amount of people that they brought. No, it, it wasn't no 12 million people, bro. It doesn't even make sense. I mean, uh, I mean, if you like a child and you, you kind of got like a childlike thinking. And when I say child, not to be disrespectful. Like, you can kind of tell a child anything and they can just regurgitate what mom and dad said. That's the point of being a child. You don't kind of like use your own brain. You just say, you know, mom and dad tell you this. You go along with it. So you see Santa Claus and then you may go to some religious houses. And then, you know, de depending on certain understandings, they can teach you about a snake that can talk. And you're like, oh, OK, the snake can talk. And see, you just you just like a child. And then you become an adult and you say, OK, snakes don't talk. There's no such thing as Santa Claus. The Easter Bunny is fake. I can put all these teeth underneath this pillow or I can get Big Mama's dentures or Big Daddy's dentures and put them underneath this pillow. Ain't no tooth fairy coming. <laughs> but that was our understanding when we was a child. Now I'm an adult. So you have people that came in our community that taught us and, you know, there was a hundred million Africans because this was back in the 80s. There's a hundred million Africans that came across on the slave trade. And a brother named uh, Peace Be Upon Him, Dr. Henry Clark, he taught our people that. Good teacher, charismatic, he stood for Africa. And then we had, you know, um, there's a portion. If you go back and you look at one of Spike Lee's films, he talks about, um, you know, how, um, you know, our brother Malcolm, he meets his enlightener while he was in prison. And his enlightener was like, yo, you know, this devil put 100 million of us at the bottom of a ship. So that was like the current theme, 70s, 80s, and 90s, because we didn't really know no better. We didn't really compute in our mind how many people is 100 million people. It just, we never really set on that, right? Now we come to today. We have technology. This is the age of technology, right? And now that number of 100 million dropped, right? It dropped to like 12 million. Now, we got to just scratch the surface a little bit more. I'm going on record to say this, that that 12 million number is going to drop again. It's going to keep dropping and dropping and dropping. It's, gonna, it's probably going to stop when it get around, right around like 2 million. They're going to cut it off. And then they're going to have to come out, kind of like tell the truth a little bit. But that's that's where it's at. Um, I got a, a clip of Professor Gates where he's talking about 97,000 Africans came to the America and they've been praying this guy around. He's talking about millions of this, millions of this. He got a, a, a series that is pretty decent, like black and Latino America. And, you know, they put gates out and he just came out of nowhere and they put gates out. And he's talking about the slave trade and millions of people. And then one time he did a video and I don't know if he just slipped up and said the wrong thing. But he was like, yo, 97,000 Africans came to the North America. The SlaveVoyages.org website has now completed 10 years of successful operation, drawing on four decades of archival research on five continents, a revolution in computer processing costs, and with major funding from the National Endowment for the Humanities and the UK's Arts and Humanities Research Board, the site now offers access to details of more than 36,000 slave trading voyages between Africa and the New World, a further 11,400 voyages 
from one part of the Americas to another part of the Americas, and 92,000 Africans who were forced to make these voyages, and 92,000 Africans who were forced to make these voyages, and 92,000 Africans who were forced to make these voyages. And it was like, well, what happened to the 300,000 you talked about before that came out of the 12 million? See, these numbers ain't really, it's not matching up, right? It's not matching up, right? But we're going to continue. We're going to continue. These Indians, Ryan reported, are the most hideous creatures that is possible to imagine. They are very dark. Indeed, I may almost say black with a slight tinge of copper color, which is light. We talked about that. Copper color means light skin. It's, it doesn't mean what, they, uh, what the memes tell you that it means. I got to stop and point this out. You real black, but you got a little lightness to you, right? When you see that term copper color, it does not mean copper like we know it today. It, it is not a current term that we use in English America. This is a term from Limey Land. This is an English term. Liverpool, Britain, whatever you want to call that place, whatever city inside that place you want to talk about. That term copper color was what they call light skin. They didn't have a real term for light skin back in the day. They didn't have the science to break down shades like we have. I see dark brown brothers calling themselves copper color John and copper color Jojo because we lack understanding. Frederick Douglass went through all the shades when he was talking about his route going through a plantation. And he was like, there was some dark skinned brothers, there was some brown skinned brothers, there was some light brown brothers, and then there was copper colored brothers on the plantation. He was going through the shades. So when you use that term copper color in context, or you start looking up from England and you see it put in a sentence, it doesn't mean like a dark brown person. It means light. You know, it, it means actually means uh, yellow tinged in red, because when you look up the 1828 definition of copper, it is a yellow tinged in red. So it's like a it's like you a dark brown person. now. You ain't jet black. You got you. If you if you are chocolate brown and you got a tinge of copper color, I mean, you got a tinge of lightness. You just a dark. You like a you like a mahogany brown brother now. Or you like a dark brown brother now. You ain't jet black. Right? Let's continue though. We're going to go to page 197. But listen, I just want to, in fact, look, in the archives, Real Black Consciousness Forum Podcast, we break down that term copper color. Check it out. Because the only people in the Americas that we can say by group would be copper color today is Mexicans. Right? You see Oscar de la Hoya. You see Julio Cesar Chavez. I wish I had better examples. I know them for the art of boxing, though. I'm a boxing fan. Um, but that kind of like Fat Joe, that Beyonce, that Drake complexion, that uh, Cardi B, they would be considered copper color. Not a dark brown brother, right? And if you um, if you want to, you know, you, you got the right to challenge me on that. But now you have to show me a sentence from somebody from England who used that, that term, copper color, in a sentence and you got to show it to me in context now because i can pull out you know you can go look at my community section i can show you the cutout of when frederick douglas used copper color in a sentence in context now you have to go show me something in a sentence when somebody used it in context also when you 
like I said, you go back to the archives and you take a look at, um, you know, we have a conversation where we talk about the term copper colored. We show in a sentence who they talk about. And then they show certain Africans that they call copper color because they was light. And then they, they use the term copper color in describing Mexicans because they kind of light. But we don't have that science no more. We don't need that science anymore. We just say light skin. You know, those guys, those people from Limey Land, they didn't know how to use just say light skin. They just say what copper color. Because their version and their definition of copper, right, was yellow tinged in red. So we just say light skin, red bone, yellow bone today. I hope that makes sense, right? But we, we're going to continue. We're going to continue, right? We're going to go to 197. And it says, I may almost say black with a slight tinge of copper color. Then it goes on to say, the features are, in all other respects, as purely not European, not Asian, as purely African in their caste. Their nose being large and flat, their cheekbones salient, the lips thick and wide, and their forehead as low as consistent with a fair supposition of a brain, to which their pretensions are miserably small. One of Ryan's companions went so far as to address an Indian whom he was preparing to shoot as you ugly looking nigga. That's a quote and unquote. Let's stop. We had to have this conversation. We had to have this conversation. This was the identity in 1850. So you put, let's do a quick math. We put 50 on that. That gives a 1900. We put 100 on that. And then we got 2000, right? And then we put the 20 on it. So that's 170 years ago. What happened to these people? What happened to the Indians that lived in California that, according to this writer, in all other respects, all of their features look purely African? From their nose to their lips to their skin complexion to their forehead. What happened to these guys? What happened? They just jumped up and disappeared? This is in 1850. A writer said, yo, he recorded this. Now, okay. So, Dig, if this went down in 1850, this country first census was, what, 1780, 1790? Okay, so they're out in California and they're doing the census. What do you think that they put these people down as? Indian? <laughs> Yo, what you think they put these people down as? Yo, when these uh, people from California, they moved to Louisiana and they moved to Mississippi and they moved to Texas. Because it's like a real weird special relationship between people from California, Texas and Arkansas. They just kind of like do it. They just do a triangle. They move back and forth with each other. Right. So when these Californians, these Indians, these Negroes, they looked like Africans, but they was Indians. When they went to Texas. What do you think the people put them down as when they did the census? Or they went to Mississippi, or they went to Louisiana, or Alabama, or Florida, or the Carolinas. They moved all around their own country. What did you think the people put them down as when they seen them? When they put up, uh, when we fast forward a little bit, right? Because this is how they looked in 1850. So 100 years later, in 1950, and Jim Crow is kicking 
full force Jim Crow. And they got the white and the colored section. What side of the bathroom do you think they went on? You think they can make it to the white side? Of course not. You think they can make it to the color side? Of course. You think they was labeled as colored? Of course. Of course. Then he had grandchildren, and then he had grandchildren, and their grandchildren is running around today because this is like 1850. So you say three or four generations ago, you say, oh, man, you know what? My great-grandmama was Indian. My great-grandmama said, no, nah, man, yo, what happened was, because they're not the devil, he's going to come along and tell you your history, right? The devil going to come along and say, no, you see what happened? See, your folks was a runaway slave, and what happened? They, they, they ran away, and they got to an Indian reservation, and he met... Uh, you know, your granddaddy was African and he met an Indian woman and then he had children. And that's how you got Indian in your blood. Because they give you your history. So on this platform, we cool with history. We cool with his story. We say, well, damn, well, we can tell our story. Let's start telling our story now. Because some of these Negroes are so brainwashed. Our story ain't good enough. And I get it, man. You know, you got the dashiki and everything. and you know, um, you talking this pro-African stuff and you you seen, you know, Wakanda and um, man, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get it. Um, you know, you, you listen to a lot of our people and they was champion Africa. And that's cool because that's the hub for black folks. I'm cool with that. What is your what is your story, though? Patrice Lumumba, that's their story. Nelson Mandela, that's their story. Shaka Zulu, that's their story. You run it up and down talking about Kemet. That's cool. That's their story. Tell me about the Mayan civilization. Them people look like you. They got braids and locks and everything in their head. Tell me about that. You don't know. And then we got a running joke on Real Black Contents Forum Podcast. When you say your grandmama was Indian, we say, well, which one? Because what they didn't tell you about the plantations is they had the red Indian did work on the plantation. They had the Negro Indian on the very same place, plantation. They had the African on the plantation. And then they had the East Indian on the plantation. They didn't tell you that East Indian was that. He was that. She was that. Don't think for one minute that Kamala Harris is the first East Indian uh, passing as a black person, passing as a Negro. They always did that in the Americas. Everywhere the British went, the East Indian went. I'm going to repeat. Everywhere the British went, the East Indian went with them. And then the African came with them too. This is why on this podcast, we identify our people as a new species because the bloodlines is, is mixed up. And we got a lot of genetic mixing and we are a hybrid. This is what separated us from these aboriginals because we're going to tell you that truth. We're going to keep it all the way real with you. You hybrid. This is why your energy is like so. This is why you can produce a Michael Jackson. This is why you can produce a Beyonce. I hate to just like nail it down to entertain us, but this is what it is. This is why you can produce a Michael Jordan. This is why you can produce a Muhammad Ali. Your, your superstars is global stars. They can go anywhere around the world and connect with anybody. But you don't, you know, we can't look past the genetic strength that's inside of them. That's what makes you different. You are a soul people. But 
We got to tell our story. We got to tell our story. You got the source. Is there. I'm looking for the comments. Because the comments is the engine and fuel to the machine. Peace and black power to your family. Thank you guys for hanging out. Thank you guys for listening. This is Real Black Content Forum Podcast, man. We're talking about the California Indians. We're talking about your people. Until next time, man. It's Big VJ. I'll get it with you guys later. Peace. We were not brought here on slave ships. That's not economically sound. This what do you mean? Sense. Uh, so when Christopher Columbus got here, one of the well, Christopher Columbus got to the Caribbean, uh, according to a primary source, right. they basically said the first thing he did was take slaves. He didn't bring slaves. He took slaves from the island. He captured people. So when you have colonization, you got to remember the United States was only built 13 colonies at first. Right. You think this whole land was empty? No, there were natives here. 